So just as the cyclists today have been given top tips for their ride, the passage that we read earlier has some top tips for Christian living. Um, so I've got four tips based on the verses that we read. So the first one, oh, I've forgotten something. I need my helpers. Millie and Bethany, where are you? Come on up. These two are going to be representing the tips. So one of them is going to be doing the tips and one of them isn't. You can stand on either side. Bethany, come this side. Thanks. So the first tip is run with a team. So the verse says, we have this large crowd of witnesses around us. And I don't know about you, but when I think of the word witness, I think of watching something, of seeing something. But in this verse, it's the act of telling something. So it's talking about the people who have gone before, who have already run the race, and they've lived the Christian life. So this is talking about people like Abel and Enoch and Noah, Abraham, Moses, all the people that we see in Hebrews 11. And this crowd is growing all the time. So Christians that we know who who have got to the finish line, they're now taking their place in the crowd as well. And these people have lived lives that please God, lifestyles that revolve around faith, and we can use these as examples. We can see their testimonies in the Bible and their stories, and they say, if I can do it, then you can do it too. So when we're on this race and it looks tough, look to people in the Bible, read their stories, and look to people that we knew and see them as cheerleaders. So our first tip, run with the team, where are our cheerleaders? They're all the way over there. But you need to cheer for Bethany. Bethany's taking on the tip, she has a team, can you cheer for her? <laughs> that was really rubbish. <laughs> can you cheer better than that? Yeah. Go on then. <laughs> And Millie is not following the tips, so uh, you get no cheers, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, we can give us some sad noises instead. So tip number one, run with a team. Tip number two, run free. So a race is hard, I don't know how many of you take part in races, um, but they're hard. And it's much harder if you're doing it with a heavy bag on your back. So cyclists today will be wearing light clothing, not shorts from Aldi. Um, but they would be silly, wouldn't they, to take a huge backpack with them that was full of stuff. It would slow them down, wear them out, and they might struggle to finish the race. So this verse says, rid ourselves of everything that gets in the way and of the sin which holds onto us so tightly. And I think in this verse it's easy to just go straight to the sin and say, oh yeah, don't sin, then we're all good. But actually, it says to get rid of everything else that gets in the way. So we need to ask ourselves, are the things we're doing in our life helping us to grow in love, in faith, in patience, in courage. Not, is it a sin, but does it help me to run or is it in the way? So this verse is a command to look at your life, think hard about what you're doing, and be ruthless about what stays and what goes. If it's causing us to slow down, it wears us out, or is stopping us from heading in the right direction, then we need to cut it out. So, Millie, you get something this time. It's not very nice. It's a heavy backpack. Here you go. That's Luke's work bag, so it's got all his school books in. Um, Bethany, you don't get anything, because you're running free. You don't, you're not carrying anything. So tip number two, run free. Tip number three, run with determination. So there's a guy called John, and he's a marathon runner from Tanzania, and he was in the 1968 Olympics, and he finished last. 
He was injured and he was hobbling along and he finished over an hour after everyone else did. And when he got to the finish line, there were hardly anybody in the stands. Um, but at the end, he was asked, why did you carry on despite being injured, despite being in pain and despite losing pretty badly? And he said, my country did not send me here to start the race, they sent me here to finish. And the attitude of John is one which we should have in our faith. There is a race set before us, and we need to keep running until we finish. Running the race set before us means being obedient to God in the plan that he has for us. And that will look different for each one of us. It might mean putting time aside to read your Bible, or looking how you can use your gifts in the church, or just reaching out to your friends who don't know God. So, being prepared and determined. Bethany, you get a water bottle. You're determined to finish the race. It's a pretty heavy bottle, sorry. Um, Millie, you're not very determined, so you're going to just sit down. At least the bag's not as heavy on the floor. <laughs> so tip number three, run with determination. Tip number four, run with power. So this race of life is unlike the velo. The, ve the people riding the velo, they probably know where they're going, they've read the map, they have an idea what's coming next. As Christians, we don't have a map. We might not know where we're going next, and we might feel a little bit lost. But each of us is following a different course. We have different experiences, different places that we'll go, and different things that we'll achieve. But I think we have an advantage over the people doing the velo, because this race isn't about muscles. I don't have very many of them, so it's good for me. This race is about your eyes and about looking to Jesus. Are your eyes a muscle? Paul just pulled a funny face at me. <laughs> um, so runners and cyclists today are told not to look behind. They could miss their foot in, they could see a collision, they could fall off their bike, and it could be the difference between winning and losing. We are told to keep our eyes on Jesus. If we look to Jesus, then we have to look away from other things. We can't be looking at sin or money or possessions and at Jesus at the same time. Taking our eyes off Jesus is like looking back in a race. So Philippians 2, verse 5 to 8 says, The attitude you should have is the one that Christ Jesus had. He always had the nature of God, but he did not think that by force he should try to remain equal with God. Instead of this, of his own free will, he gave up all he had and took the nature of a servant. He became like a human being and appeared in human likeness. He was humble and walked the path of obedience all the way to death, his death on a cross. So Jesus had to endure hardship, but he endured it by looking past it to the joy that would follow. The reward of seeing God and being free is the greatest incentive. When we enter hard situations, we need to look to the promises of God. Jesus looked forward and not back as his race led into the cross. Sometimes as we run the race, we're led into places of hardship, but we can always remember that there is a savior who endured so much more than we ever will, but he kept running and finished the race. So, Bethany, you get a map. It's not the normal type of map, but it's a Bible. So that's for your race. And uh, Millie, you didn't follow the tip, so you get a blindfold. <laughs> Is that all right? <laughs> so we must too endure as we run the race, listening to the crowd of witnesses around us, cheering us on, and keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. So tip one. Run with a team. Tip two, run free. Tip three, run with determination. And tip four, run with power. Thank you.
I wonder if we can go back to the Bible reading that is those two verses from Hebrews 12 and bring them up again onto the screen. And just have another look at these words. Does it say, as for me, I have this large crowd of witnesses around me, so let me rid myself. Does it say that? No? No. What does it say? As for us. As for us. We have a cloud of witnesses around us. So we must rid ourselves. And Diana has spoken about how we need to run well with this team of witnesses around us. We need to run free, get rid of everything that's in the way. We need to run with determination and we need to run with power. But I'd just like to highlight that word, we. We need to do it together. And this is what the Christian community is about because we are a body of people who express that faith that each of us has in Jesus Christ. We say what Jesus has done for us. We encourage everyone to come to that place where you yourself recognize that you need Jesus as Savior and friend. There are things that are wrong in your life that need to be put right. And you need to come and trust in Jesus. And then we come together as a community and we run this race together. So this 100-mile velo today, as well as speaking about those things that each of us need to do personally, getting rid of things in the way, running with determination, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, we've all got to do it. But it's also something of what we do together. So just as we had a cycle around the building, some of what we do as a church together can be represented also in a circuit. And uh, we have a vision statement in the church. It's a text, it's a page of A4, there are quite a lot of words on it. We try to condense that, and just as, as it were to highlight those things that are especially significant in what we're doing together as a church. And we have four words, and it's these four words that we're actually going to work on particularly in our sermons starting next week and through the rest of this year. Now, those of you who were signposts for Coles Hill and Coventry and uh, uh, Shirley and Hale Zoen, I wonder whether you could uh, find your signposts again and uh, can we see the other side of them? If you don't mind holding them up uh, on the other side, that would be absolutely brilliant. Just uh, standing where you are. And we seem to have got, yeah. Richard, do you mind going into, the, into, into that uh, corner there, then everyone can see if they're in front of you or behind you. Uh, these are the four big words that we are focusing on in the life of the church. And as we cycle round in the journey of our life, and as we journey together, we long in the church to be a place of welcome where people of all ages and nationalities and backgrounds and all levels of Christian understanding and commitment belong together and are equally welcome. We want to be a place of love, to understand how much God loves us 
and welcomes us without condition. The word that is used most commonly in the New Testament for love is not one that expresses emotion, but one that expresses commitment. So just as God is committed to us, we want to be committed to one another in love and care for one another. And there will be among us those who are finding this journey particularly difficult at the moment. And we want to help them and support them on the way. But challenge is there as well. Because it's challenging to follow Jesus, to do all those things which Diana was talking about. And we need to hear that challenge. And we need to answer it in the way that God speaks to each of us. And then as we welcome and love and challenge, we're going to grow. And the growth is the fruit of what God is doing among his people. But the cycle continues. It's not just one lap, it's many laps. Because the more we do those things, the more we're challenged to be more welcoming. Because there are a lot of people who as yet have no understanding of what this wonderful Christian message is all about. And there are more people who need to be loved and cared for in the world around us. And there are more people who need to be challenged. That's what it really means to follow Jesus. And so the growth will continue and the cycle will continue. And that's the kind of thing that we want to explore very much in the next few weeks and months. One leads to another. There is constant movement. Each step forward in love and growth will need, lead to new aspects of welcome and a fresh sense of challenge. So thank you to my signposts. Uh, feel free to just leave your signs wherever and return to your seats. So today, as 17,000 people are riding through the streets of Birmingham in this amazing event, we have a journey to make as a church as well. And we need to rid ourselves of everything that is getting in the way. We need to run well. We need to run free. We need to run with determination. We need to run with power looking to Jesus and we need to welcome and love and challenge and grow and that's how God's kingdom is built so Amanda is going to come and lead our prayers and help us as we seek God's strength and God's presence in all of this